1: Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon
0: and just let this <laughs> thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Chesko. Obviously, Scott's not with us tonight. Yep. That guy's busy. Busy. Got things. Sometimes we have things yep. going on. Scott has things. Obviously, he would love to be here. But for the rest of you, you luck out. You get me and Brian. Yep. Brian
1: and I, because me and Brian would be bad English. That's right. Suck it, everybody. You have no <laughs> choice but to only get two opinions this time. Two opinions,
0: and we're going to try to roll through some things as to not let things drag on, as Scott would not want us to
1: drag on onto anything. A lot <laughs> of it is going to be news, to yeah. start with. No, for sure. So let's we, we can just say that up let's front. Just, let's get right on to what we've got to talk about because let's clear out the news first because there is a handful of news bits that could affect decision-making for people who are listening to this.
0: On to the news bits.
1: Yeah, let's get on with the news bits.
0: All right, Brian, new signings. Yeah. Very fun things. It's what everyone wants to see this time of year from their club. Maybe not everybody, because some clubs might feel like they don't need to do much. And look, some clubs haven't done much. They haven't haven't made any moves. Others, Brian, have brought in guys.
1: Yeah, you know what's crazy uh, is the number. I don't think, I mean, I already asked you, so it's not really a fair question, but just the number of players that Norwich have gotten rid of. I think it
0: was, if I remember back to our conversation pre-pod, Twenty-one.
1: Yeah, it was twenty-one people, and and that's and that's a list that's matched by some other clubs, which is always crazy to see a list that long of players who are outgoing, uh, and a team like Norwich who's bringing in almost you know there's like ten other people that they've brought in. So it's just shocking, yeah.
0: because it didn't seem like they have twenty-one players worth doing anything with. Right, but that's there's not a,
1: fair. but we're not here to talk about the ten we're people not. that Norwich City brought in. We're Scott, here to talk about everybody else. Scott,
0: you're not Scott. You're no, mine. I'm not. Brian, let's talk about probably one of the biggest signings, one of the biggest movements that really caught everyone off guard, even guys on their own teams, even in their own their own clubhouses. Danny Ings,
1: yeah, he, is now a villain. Yeah, huge transfer. They went went under the radar for everybody. Obviously, didn't happen last week when we talked about it. I think the the immediate talking point for everyone, you know, as we were sitting here a week ago. It was Ollie Watkins, no-brainer, uh, was having a, a, an excellent preseason. For sure. And then, you know, you get this news.
0: Uh, and, and it
1: was a signing of like 30 million pounds. It wasn't like it was just a
0: pish-posh type of a move. Right. Yeah,
1: I think it was not only surprising because the play, in the player's own words, you know, the talk had always been he wanted to go somewhere, wants to win a trophy. He wants to win something significant. And so I think the expectation was he would go somewhere bigger right quote unquote. So for him to land at Villa, you know, I think everyone basically sees that as good good business on the I feel like he maxed out.
0: I mean feel like he maxed out. I think Villa gets a a player later in his career that is absolutely motivated. And let's be honest, anytime Danny Yanks has been on the pitch, whether it's for for Burnley years ago and then Liverpool and then Southampton when he's on the pitch, he's a threat. There's never a moment Danny Ings is not a threat. His one downfall, Brian, has been,
1: yeah, hamstrings. I just think that the, you know, this is where, not having Scott here, you know, I, I wouldn't know whether to anticipate him screaming absolutely not or him saying, you know what, I don't actually mind that. Um, so I'll just have to imagine what he's saying. I know how in, my, in my own felt, mind the rest of the way. I know yeah, how but, my
0: brother felt when, when they sold him and he was pretty disappointed. Yeah. But he could never stay healthy at Liverpool, right? Yeah. Southampton, he seems like he stayed fairly healthy, but it seems like his track record has been better. Although, let's be honest, he didn't play a, a full
1: season last year, right? Yeah, he still missed time. He didn't, Yeah, you. to your point, I don't feel like he missed as much time, but he definitely still did. And so I think that is the, that is the, Lasting fear with him is when fit, and so. But everyone's saying the same thing about Michael Antonio, and we've said that. We said that last week. You know, we. You know, we're kicking around all of the, you know, six and a half to eight pound players that are you know that are available for you at forward. Danny Ings is now in that category, and. Lo and behold, to start the season, you know, as just as we're saying, like no, Dominic Calvert Lewin and all of these other players, like Ollie Watkins, a no-brainer. You have both of those guys with Knox right. heading into the first week of the season. So now yes, all of a sudden yes. this looks brilliant, right. right? And so I feel like the the I feel like the decisions kind of been made a little bit for you, uh, Ollie Watkins. Li- Kind of dinged with, up. Leaves with a knee injury in the last Villa friendly. Nothing serious, but
0: enough to make him questionable for right. week one.
1: And so I think, you know, what was your reaction to Danny Ings? Straight into your, no, your I, no, I draft did draft
0: team? Uh, no, I did not move him straight in. But as I kept looking and thinking about it, I thought, okay, if I'm Villa, I'm not signing a striker for 30 million pounds and not playing him. Right. So Ings is a center guy. Watkins is a younger guy that can very possibly get pushed out to the wing. So, Ings is also probably a little bit more mature. Um, well, I, I'm more mature he's older. So, he's been through, you know, this is his fourth or fifth team now in his professional career, maybe maybe sixth if there was only a way we could we could know that, Brian. Right. So, I'm just saying I I feel like he might be able to handle this a little bit more mature than Ollie Watkins, although Ollie Watkins Scott questioned from the very beginning how he did fine in the championship. How will he do in the Premier League? He did just fine. Right. He won me bets. Multiple yep. bets. Thank you, Ollie Watkins. So, I had Watkins in my squad. Felt like it was a no-brainer because I wanted to have as as much of a part of Villa's first 3 games. Remember, for me, first 3 games is all I'm shooting for to start the season. Yep. First 3 games, Villa has one of the tastiest schedules out there on paper, Brian, as the color code. Yeah. would allow us to think. Right. And after just watching Ings come in in the preseason, are kind of firing on all cylinders. I like it. So Ings is currently in my team. Yeah. And and, so, and and look, and like I said before, and I was referencing Ings' injury history, his last 3 seasons for Burnley, he played 32, 40 and 35 matches. Uh he was at Liverpool 3 years, played a total of 14 matches. Okay. And then he gets loaned to Southampton. He plays 24, 38, and then he was only in 29 games last year. Yeah. Okay. So I think you can probably guess, it, it, again, barring his years at Liverpool, and granted, he might not have been injured the entire time. Like, Liverpool's a bit, way bigger club than Burnley or Southampton or Villa, for that matter, obviously. Yeah. But bottom line is, when he was there, he did not play. Yeah. So moving forward, I love Danny Ings in this spot. He's 29 years old. He has something to prove. Someone came and bought him for a significant amount of money. He's not – this isn't just a, a sideways move, right? From, right. This isn't a down move like when he went from Liverpool down to Southampton. Right. This is a move up to a semi-big club. Big club potential, very possibly. I mean, Villa's running a club like a like a big club, maybe better than big clubs. They're doing good, so yeah, I love Danny Ings there.
1: My move to get rid of Ollie Watkins was swift. Okay, um, I I did not. You're out keep of the him. Watkins. I business, am out of the yeah. Watkins business, uh, and I would be doing that injury or not for sure. Um, and because yeah, of and, his presence, and, and, yeah, and and Ings, yeah, and Ings is in there, and I think if it was Danny Ings at eight point five, or if they had brought Danny Ings in at nine. If it had been a, I think if they had priced him higher, um, then yeah, I think you're you're rethinking it. They started him. At, it's a great price. They point. started him at a lower price point than he was last season, and I just i I think that's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on. Next, uh, there's some
0: been some other big signings. None of them official, official yet. I feel like this is fairly official, although I haven't seen a kit pick yet. Joe Willock. Yes. To Newcastle. That is, Arsenal has decided to sell Joe Willock to Newcastle.
1: Yeah. And that should make every Newcastle uh, person extremely happy. I just saw this yesterday. Joe Willock on a on a per 90 minute basis last season outscored some pretty good people.
0: Joe Willock set records. at the Joe, He, he Joe broke Willick. Alan Shear's record in scoring yeah, and, and, eight
1: consecutive games you know he cracks the you know he's in the top twenty for points per ninety minutes among midfielders. I mean we you all saw what he did at the end of last season, but I I just I I think for for Newcastle, I mean it's as good of a thing as you could see. For sure, I hate
0: it uh, a little bit. I'm torn. You asked me before the pod, Dave, how do you feel about that? I'm like, well, is this one of those things where is this going to be Serge Gnabry? Nabry, Ganabry however you say it yeah. when he was at Arsenal years ago he was he was a really he was really young 17 18 years old was behind uh Oxley Chamberlain and Theo Walcott in the pecking order as a winger and got loaned and sold and he wanted to get out of there and and now look he's been starting at Byron he's been a fixture is Joe Willett going to be that is that going to happen all over again I don't know he's he finally got some starts I, he did get some starts for Arsenal within the last year and a half, but he did not produce for them. Uh, So maybe it's the Arsenal curse. Maybe we just need to go with that. But I'll be daggone if he wasn't amazing for Newcastle last year and was a ridiculous fantasy own. Yeah. And I think he'll have fantasy relevance this year.
1: But you are not, despite his numbers, despite everything, you are not dragging him in right away.
0: No, just because f- the way I, for for me, how my team is set up, it, it's just a harder fit at the moment. Yeah, I say it's a harder fit. He's a six zero. Yeah. So let's be honest. If he shows up at Newcastle and starts producing like he did last year,
1: he's he he, he will be the guy. He's oh, he's the he... oh for sure. I was gonna say that the this is a tangent uh, to to. Uh, Signing we're about to talk about, but just with the prospect. I mean, we you know we talked about it. No, from a strategy for a strategy perspective, you know, the Lukaku signing seems imminent. The, the medical, the the all of the reports are that that Lukaku oh, had his medical in th- Italy and is oh, on his way to. We Chelsea. were not
0: finished with
1: Willock. What I'm saying is, okay, from a strategy perspective, oh, almost everyone, almost okay. everyone is going to. Salah and other premium, and at least Bruno. at least one premium other than Sala. Okay, some people are trying to fit in three, and I would just say that if you're going to go down to somebody who is by the end of last season, you know the at the at the end of the season, Joe Willick, game weeks thirty-one to thirty-eight. Uh, Joe Willick was the sixth, seventh highest scoring. Midfielder over wow. the last eight game weeks of the season, wow. outscored only by Sun, Salah, Greenwood, Mane, Pepe, and Gareth Bale. Wow. So he's won it like, and you know, I mean, you, we all watched it. It was regardless of minutes, it was just pure magic. Yep. So he came in subs in multiple of those so games. So whether that is like, you know, you don't want to see that again this season. If he comes to Newcastle, you don't want to see 11 minute appearances. At the end of match. Not now. I feel like if, if they. No, he was their number one target.
0: Right? Newcastle wants you and Good fans for them. would want to see him They come got out. him?
1: Right. What I'm saying is that he is that guy who was so explosive, so dynamic when he was playing. And for whatever
0: reason, in the black and white, dude, he is. Yeah, I mean, he, he just turns magic I'm,
1: I'm just saying it seems like a common theme, a common strategy piece that I've heard from many of the FPL pundit class. Uh, is I don't think anyone is willing to get to start without Salah. And I don't think when it comes down to it, if you're getting rid of someone premium, you're not getting rid of Salah. So it seems like the strategy is Bruno is the expendable one okay. of the premium options. So few people are starting with KDB because he's not, he, right? You know, De Bruyne will not be available for Manchester City to start with. That's right. Sun, uh Sun, is a great option. Do you still have him in your team? Yes, for sure. So Sun is, a, you know, that's a tough matchup, so a lot of people are not going to Sun to start with. It just seems like if it comes down to it, Bruno's the expendable one. And if you're going to go from someone that's seven and a half or 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 thereabouts, you're going to need some significant money to go up and to look a striker. And it seems like Joe Willick is the exact kind if of guy. If you do
0: a transfer do for Bruno for Joe Willick
1: at six O, that's a six dollar difference. Because we can turn also, anyone into right. We're assuming that what I'm saying is like then you can turn like Ivan Tony into, into straight Luka- into Lukaku, into Lukaku uh, with the assumption that Lukaku is not coming in under eleven. Sure, he, he's eleven he, five. Eleven five seems like the lo- like the low. Twelve. If he's if he's twelve, I don't think anyone is going to be no surprised be by that. No, because of the pedigree, because of the team he's coming into. So, I'm you know just thinking like for strategy purposes, like how you're going to do that, uh, since most most people seem to be starting the season with uh, the inexpensive structure. Okay, so we we kind of blended
0: Lukaku in there with Joe Willock on the tail end of it. Let's mention this: Harry Kane has not moved. He has not. Reports are he sat down with Nuno today. They talked about it. Nuno said released the Spurs released publicly that Kane will be available. Yeah. This weekend against City. So he has come in and says I'm fit, I'm ready to play. That's yeah. that's what the club has made it seem like he's saying, correct? Yeah.
1: It is You're the, you're the Spurs guy in this podcast. It is it is uh he was uh i think he they had certain protocols he had to follow coming okay. back to the team okay so i think there was uh like an isolation period he had to follow but fitness doesn't seem to be a factor he's harry kane he is uh harry kane and yeah that's Ooh. it i mean it is okay it looks as though it is going to be uh as long as as long as nuno sees fit Harry Kane available for selection against, uh, against Manchester City.
0: I haven't heard any rumors about him demanding any transfer demands that we've heard from him. There's still plenty of rumors, Brian, but good grief, there's rumors about everything. Yep, that is true. Always a rumor. Moving on to things. I want to mention this. We, we briefly mentioned Norwich earlier in the pod, how they've signed a bunch of guys. One of the guys they have signed is not a guy. It is one of America's finest Jack Colbacks. It yeah. is Josh Sargent, the uh, ginger. Yeah. is that slang? Is that bad to say? No, not no. at all. He is an American International player, and uh, look, I don't know if he's going to be fantasy relevant, but I love this. I love that I'm going to get a chance to see him in the Premier League. They yeah. brought him in for eight million pounds. That's a big. That's a decent signing for Norwich.
1: Yeah, and he's. We know we've seen it. He's a capable player for sure. Uh, he's he, coming from Werder Bremen. It's not like he's say, coming from a slack of a I was team. Going to say he had a good, he had a good uh, Bundesliga. Uh, like his his appearance there has been has been positive. Yeah. So I, you know, good job, good bit of business for Norwich. I don't. You're not. You're not doing anything about it for your as far as your team selection, unless you are a massive America homer. <laughs>
0: If you're putting out your (laughs) All-America fantasy football team, he now gives you another option. He's
1: a must-own for for your All-American player (laughs) FPL lineup.
0: Very good. Adam Armstrong, Brian. This is not complete. The ink is still wet. Okay, This has not officially official gone through. Adam Armstrong seems to be taking uh, or trying to fill the, the boots of Danny Ings as he has left Southampton. Adam Armstrong moving from Blackburn yep where he was decently successful last year had 28 goals five on pens
1: yep. okay you uh, like a- that you like that ratio yeah no
0: for sure for sure absolutely uh, since I, that
1: since that's everyone's gripe about Tony is the percentage of of penalties that he took last right. season
0: yeah which is whatever P- people haters are going to hate Brian right. haters are going to hate on Tony they're going to find a way to hate anything else about um Adam
1: just that no, just that him signing. I mean that that is a ton of goals to score in the championship, as things as things go. I uh, I think it changes if anything, if for whatever reason, if you're looking at it as um, Che Adams, you know it's his it's his job alone in Southampton now that Danny Ings is gone. I'd say that kind of throws that out the window. It's fifteen million dollar or fifteen million pound transfer. So uh, you know, that's again, that's not it's not cheap. It's uh, you know, it's not it's not Lukaku money, but it's but it's a good uh, it's a good amount. Yeah, and for sure. You just assume that somebody uh, who's that who's capable that that kind of changes things for the South. I think it'll attack.
0: help. I yeah. think it'll help. I think they're still might be in trouble in getting relegated. We'll see. I like Haas and Huddle. Uh, Brian Aston Villa has made another signing uh, with some of their Grealish money. Mm-hmm. Leon Bailey. What do we know about Leon Bailey? Do we know anything? We know that he's a pacey winger. He's a pacey guy. <laughs> hey, he cost uh, thirty million pounds. Okay, so that's no—that's not a slouch signing. No, right? not at all. I mean, that's Villa's doing things, and they were really uh, look. Scott championed it. I seconded it. I'm sure you agree. Villa won the transfer window last season. So, even though they didn't have it, they didn't. You know dump tons of money into stars who they got was so good and I just every guy they bring in now I'm expecting okay is this
1: going to be somebody I need to keep my eye on like they're doing good business yeah I just think it's there's huge optimism around Leon Bailey and what he brings as far as as far as actual uh capability to Aston Villa okay so I think there's excitement about it. He's coming from where again? Leverkusen. Okay. So okay. another, you know, but another Bundesliga player. But but I think the the question with him is just no one's really seen anything because he he has very he's not he's not really training. He hasn't done anything with uh, Aston Villa. No Aston Villa. It's not like he's in the. It's not like he's been in the squad. It's going to take a minute to see what he can do, and also like just in terms of you know, like we said, we already you know already have kind of question marks around Ollie Watkins you know uh, Emiliano Buendia you know you'll see uh, at least as of now he's got a yellow triangle because he's you know he's injured so you know that a hip injury for him going into this weekend and so yeah I think there's just a lot of it's funny because everyone is so keen on getting into Aston Villa and just saying like oh I gotta have you know, Emiliano Martinez is obviously a popular choice. Danny, in- like, Ollie Watkins was already a popular choice. Danny Ings has kind of surged, you know, with the news of his signing. And yet, like, there's just a lot of question marks about what exactly they're going to do uh, when it comes down to it this week and in the first, you know, definitely these first few weeks. Just because they haven't had – it's just, you know, the preseason has been weird for everybody. It has Or been. for a lot of teams, Look,
0: anyway. Sticking on Villa, and this is probably the most Villa we'll talk about in, in a pod all year, they also brought in Axel Tuanzebe yeah, from United from on United loan, one. right? 23, been struggling to find his place uh, in the backfield of United. I just wonder now if he's not going to find a spot. Is he going to be able to unseat – Matty Cash or Matt Target?
1: The few times I feel like that we did see him in when he did play for United, he seemed good. Uh, it seemed like a capable guy. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully you get to see him.
0: Not shocking as well. They also signed for a very cheap fee, Ashley Young from Inter. 36 years old, still playing. I feel like he's just he's being brought in to be their LRD, right? Yeah. He's not being brought in to be truly relied on other than no there's no way training he's gonna, room yeah it just seems like training, room, training pitch help yeah emergency backup yeah right roy, roy kent okay <laughs> yeah Well set well said <laughs> Mo- moving on all right um burnley brian has burnley done anything uh
1: yes they've signed some guys perfect that is so perfect They've had a very Burnley they've had a very Burnley uh off season uh signing the exact kind of players that Burnley seems to have a lot of already and so <laughs> I I can't I don't know. I don't know unless you can tell me about uh Nathan Collins from Stoke. Unless Nathan you can tell Collins me about Nathan Collins from Stoke. They uh Wayne Hennessy. They signed Wayne Hennessy. So I guess Nick Pope has some uh I don't know. Jacob
0: Badeau, Luke Jensen, uh, his loan ended. I'll cut that. Yeah, boy, I tell you what,
1: Ethan Vaughn. Uh, I think
0: Scott had already said it. Burnley, uh, Burnley's right up there for me. Uh, with being in, in relegation doubt before a ball is kicked.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, I was asking that. That's what I'm saying. I was asking this that at the end of last season. I just, I just don't know what. I don't know how this sustains. A
0: lot of pundits have said, and, and honestly, I kind of agree with them that Lauten and Charlie Taylor. Yep would be good options, and they might be just because Burnley is just going to be trying to scrap and hold on, so they might get a few extra clean sheets, probably because they're not going to be risking much going forward. I just think for me at the moment, Burnley's just nothing that I want any a part of. Look, at times they're going to have some fun players with Dwight McNeil, Chris Wood, but them them not bringing anyone in, and I am and I refuse to mention the uh, Finger Masks name at the moment. Right. I, I, I'm just – Burnley's Burnley's just gonna be in trouble. I I love that you said they signed a few guys because that's exactly yeah that's what, what they, they did. Um, Brian, can we talk about this guy? Starts with an M, ends in a U. I'm scared to attempt to say it. Mweipu.
1: Mweibu. What
0: what is no? Who are you talking about? Uh, quickly, Brian, you... tell me about our Brian. Tell me about Enoch. Wait. Mway- Waypo,
1: yeah. If you want to talk about uh, Brighton for five seconds, just the uh, I know FPL uh, propped him up there just for a second, just uh, you know, with the news of the signing, just to say he's a good. It's it's a decent signing.
0: It's a a twenty-five million.
1: It's a good signing for them uh, to give them a midfield boost. Gives them gives them some really good midfield stability. Probably not fantasy
0: relevant, but maybe not fantasy
1: relevant. He had a he had a decent attacking. Season with uh, Salzburg last season, okay. eleven goals and nine assists. Decent, uh, like some decent attacking stats over his career with okay. Salzburg, but not not the kind of guy. Definitely not. Just the kind of just the kind of player that like bolsters a midfield in a team that was very sound defensively last season. The kind of player that you just you look at and say this this is uh, a quality signing that will only help the likes of. Sanchez and Veltman and everybody else to give them some better midfield stability. Wow. Crazy.
0: Brian, Connor Gallagher at crystal palace. The one loan from Chelsea.
1: Yeah, we saw a little bit of good. We saw some good from Connor Gallagher with, uh, with West Brom last season. He had a, he was a blip a couple, t- a couple times. Um, he might, might not, get a
0: little bit more of a run here.
1: Not a guy that you were ever probably buying. Um, but Connor Gallagher, uh, Connor, Connor Gallagher looked the part, uh, a few times. The question is if Crystal Palace truly is going to be more of an attacking side as, uh, as I, you know, as kind of the reports are out there that, uh, Vieira has got them, uh, going forward a little bit more aggressively that Connor Gallagher is the kind of guy that was, that's what he did for West Brom. So it's a, he's a dynamic midfielder uh, that is not Ooh, a MacArthur, dynamic. McCarthy, MacArthur, MacThurther. Sure. He is not uh, in that vein of Crystal Palace non-aggressive uh, defensive midfielders. Seems like the kind of guy who uh, has already done it once for a not-great team coming to another uh, medium not-great team, uh, but with the potential to attack a little bit more.
0: Michael Olise, same kind of a thing, 19 years old. Attacking midfielder from Reading.
1: Same with like same kind of optimism as as is around Eze as like Eberehje Eze. If you know if uh, if Olise can get out there, but right now he's not up to match fitness. It's going to okay. take a minute for for these guys to kind of to get in there. So
0: okay, all right, let's keep it let's keep it moving. Manchester United, Brian. Two signings: Rafael Varane. Yep. Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Both are going to have impacts.
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about Sancho. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready. He he. The it sounds like the hope is he's involved this weekend. The hope. Right. So he's can he train? Can he get in for fifteen or twenty minutes? Yeah. Does he possibly start? Okay. And play half or come on in the second half Maybe. late? That seems more likely. That's uh, I as I think it's I think, I think United fans are probably. Uh, just excited to see what happens once he finally gets up to speed in the Premier League. So, but that's going to take a minute. Gotcha. Varon, I mean, I, I just, I feel like that's, I mean, that seems to be the one that could kind of transform what they, what they do. A guy with that kind of, that kind of pedigree that, you know, it's that kind of capability just seems like if you're talking about, uh, if yeah, it's, sorry. if it's Harry Maguire and Veron instead of Lindelof and Maguire, right. you know what I mean? I just feel like that's it's, a, That's a different – it seems like that's probably a different – feels like a massive difference. Yeah.
0: Uh, And and I am not – look, fine. I'll make bold statements. I'm not scared, Brian. Yeah. Jaden Sancho, you got to show me something. Yeah. For me. Other people love him. I know he's got great stats. Awesome, great. Jaden Sancho, you got to show me something. Spurs, Brian. Christian Romero.
1: Christian Romero. Christian Romero. And – Brian Gill. It seems like the it seems like uh this is quality uh filling out the roster type signings. Okay. Christian Romero, he starts yeah, for the, it's, a, it's best a, defender in Serie A last season yeah. with Atalanta.
0: Yeah, that's 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 an amazing signing that's going way under the radar.
1: Yeah, it just seems like that's the kind of thing that is uh that you just look at it and say You're never going to get your your defenders
0: heart, are never really going to bring in Tons of news, but sure. arguably could have a bigger impact than Strikers.
1: Yeah. So you just, I mean, hopefully he's. Uh, I mean, he's better than he's better. I hopefully he's not back there with just Eric Dyer. I don't know how they line up. You know, now that they've, you know, now that it's kind of a new look Spurs defense what, about from what Sanchez.
0: We've, they still got Sanchez. Back yeah, back Davinson there,
1: right? Sanchez is still there, and that's not. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just it's Dyer and Sanchez and Romero. And those are your and that's it. And that's it. Wow. Joe Rodon. I mean that's the that's the other guy okay. that could start for them.
0: Young guy. Yeah. It's good. Brian Gill. That's a decent player coming in that you had got for Lamella.
1: For Pamela. It sounds like it's another guy, yeah, that it's gonna he could be involved from the He the, might to come in right away. He, but He he came in for I
0: mean, he's like thirty million pound player himself.
1: I think it's the same thing. Just it's a it's an exciting guy to bring in, uh, left winger from Sevilla. It's a guy that is yeah that it just I think it, you're not buying him right away, but.
0: All right, last one, Brian uh, signings, eight. What's his full name? I, I can't just say eight Nori.
1: Oh, it's Ryan eight Nori.
0: Ryan eight Nori. Yeah, just the wolves. Like he the was wolves. Hun- hungry. Sorry, no, <laughs> stupid. That's stupid.
1: Ryan eight Nori. Thank you for stopping. Them. Yes. I stopped. Yeah, Wolves si- made it a permanent signing. Okay, so, so I, good
0: and for I th- good for Wolves.
1: And I think there was, I think that was a guy that that FPL was uh, hopeful that you'd see him uh, get some significant run in the preseason, and he's okay. been kind of in, not in and out of the lineup every time, but he hasn't been a fixture okay. in their lineup in the preseason. So I think that's putting a few people, that's putting some people off in terms of you know just. He would be that guy. Like, if you saw him in there constantly, I think he's one of those guys that, like, he has attacking capability. He was really, you know, when he, when he was out there last season, I mean, he had some seriously nice moments. Yep. So, I think uh, knowing that that's, like, a potential, like, as the season rolls on, knowing that there's a four a 4.5 defender from Wolves who you just say, like, this guy he could be to, really good. Yeah, he likes to get forward. I think that's a down-the-road, uh, definitely, Keep uh, your keep eye an, on keep it. Keep an eye on that for sure. for sure,
0: Brian. Let's move into injuries, and let's try to roll through these. Now, look, I want to mention injuries that are going to have a f- immediate effects currently on how your team might be set up. So these guys, as we go through them, that's how that's the light I want to look at all of this. Okay. Yep. Number one, the the first two that I want to mention are are it will have immediate. Four O defender replacements probably coming in for them. Okay, number one, Andy Robertson just went down with injury. Looks like he's probably were some rumors out eight weeks minimum in my opinion. He's going to be out past the international break, so he's going to miss the first three games.
1: His immediate yeah, they're tr- yeah they're trying to be optimistic about it being weeks, not months. And right. so the potential, the hope is it would be week three. Okay. Maybe before the That's international break. That's way best-case scenario. Right. That would be definitely best-case scenario. His
0: replacement, Brian, seems to be, and I've asked all the, my Liverpool sources, his replacement seems to be the Greek Simitas, Simikas. I don't yep. know how to say his name. Semikos. If only there was a way. Semikos.
1: Yeah, let's try that. you feel pretty
0: good about Semikos? Great. Simekis,
1: or or is I mean, is there is is Liverpool expecting it to be James Milner? Is, it, is, there, I is not, it the that's an interesting move? I have not. I don't think
0: Milner's he has not been playing there in preseason games. Okay, that's not saying that he couldn't because we all know he's a Superman. Yep, it's Semikas, If I said that correctly, it seems to be his gig. Okay, he's four zero. This is a huge now enabler. Two huge defensive enablers, in my opinion, came up this past week. We're gonna to get to the other one here in just a second. This seems to be the biggest
1: for me. If you have So you had you, I ha- you had Alexander Arnold and Robertson as of our last recording. I did. Is I, that, and that is not obviously true now. It's You're not, not going true to now. start with Robertson. Are you starting with Samikas? Or no. are you are you moving your th- are you having a third Liverpool player? If so, who?
0: I do have a third Liverpool player.
1: Okay, Salah,
0: TAA, and Jota, and Jota. Yep, okay. I got on the Jota train. But this is again for those who are trying to bank some some Harry Kane City money, and or just to get to Harry Kane, and yep. or bank Lukaku money. This is an easy way to do that. I mean, good grief! Three pounds instant. Going from Robertson, if he's in your lineup, right to uh, Semikos, Yeah. if I said that correctly. So uh, this is a big deal. I think this is a big deal. But now, look, I don't think he's going to produce like Robertson. He might. My brother brought up. It might have been Nathaniel Klein, Brian. My brother, li- literally brother Matt, told me today, and I've forgotten it. So Liverpool people, don't shoot me. It might have been Nathaniel Klein. There was a right back who got hurt. Robertson came in and that right back never started again. Yeah. Like Robertson got his opportunity, claimed it and ran with it. Who knows? Uh I think the the, the Greek might do it here, but we'll have to obviously wait and see. Robertson's a pretty formidable dude to just give up his spot. All right, the next one is we mentioned this injury last week, didn't know how this was going to affect the lineup. And now it's a little bit more clear after the Community Shield game this past weekend. Fofana out with a broken leg. Hope he gets well soon. Seems like a really good guy. Have not, have not met him. Daniel Amarty in, and Daniel Amarty is a 4-0.
1: And they have tons of defensive issues. I would assume Amarty starts. Uh, Johnny Evans is not the, back the, yet The either. question is whether or not they sign someone else. They are shopping. So the question is, can they find someone else? Even if they do, are they going to find somebody who's going to jump right in? And I would just think you'd have to say no. Amarty Amarty is a... For at
0: least the first three weeks, seems to be a good... And look, all the Leicester websites and followers were thrilled out of their mind with the performance that Amarty put in versus City. So Daniel Amarty, keep an eye out for him now. Moving on, we've already briefly mentioned this. I don't even know if we need to go into it. Ollie Watkins, obviously injured. We again, we've already mentioned this. How that affects Ings? Ings is in my lineup. He's in your lineup too, correct?
1: Yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, how Ings? You know, hopefully we get clarity on this by you know. I, I assume we will within the next two or th- within the next two days. But, For sure. But we hope. Yeah, Buendia, Buendia being injured along with Ollie Watkins. You know, I don't know. We. Have, it, it did, You know, I'm sure everything is precautionary, you know, in the preseason. You know, Fofana's injury is one of the probably – and Robertson, a rare one where you get like, right. you know, this is serious enough that we're looking at weeks already. But, yeah, there's not the same kind of report on, on the – definitely not the Watkins injury and Buendia's injury, you know, you just hope is not serious either.
0: Brian, let's move to Brighton real quick because a, a couple of different stories for Brighton. Uh, number mm-hmm. one – my boy, your boy, Danny Welbeck, as you had mentioned him in earlier pods, <laughs> yeah. the poor guy just literally can't catch huh. a break. He's continuing to try to be a footballer. I so respect that. He's a little bit older, but his, the, what's been plaguing him his entire career continues to plague him, even when he thinks he can get a spot nailed down. Danny Welbeck now out till Christmas. Yeah, it's hilarious. Right? I, don't, I don't
1: even see it as a jinx. It's, uh, it's, his, you know, it's the same kind of leg. Thigh injury that he's had, uh, that he's had before, uh, and yeah, the expectation is not not back until international break. We're only saying it here just because I was like, "Hey, for sure, health." Yeah, look, here's <laughs> to Danny Welbeck. Keep health. your
0: eye on Danny Welbeck. All right, staying in Brighton, and, and I mentioned this earlier. Well, maybe I didn't mention this in the pod. I can't remember if I did or not. If I'm repeating myself, it is what it is. I'm. I'm. Con- I might have mentioned it in the Slack workspace, Slack sponsors. I, as a Sanchez current Sanchez goalkeeper owner, uh-huh. am concerned with the Brighton defense because not only Tariq Lampty, who this podcast loves, but also the uh, eight foot nine Dan Byrne is also injured, and yeah. that is significantly going to hurt the Brighton defense.
1: Yeah, I don't I care don't...
0: what you say.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't care, <laughs> Brian. At least let me say it. All right, uh no, I, I agree. I don't I mean, I think they can do it. Uh I think they can figure it out with the players that they have. But yeah, it's definitely not a good way to start. They could do I mean, my my assumption is they'll do what they did a lot last season, where they would have they would move Veltman into a back three. It's just that you lose you're already down Lamptey. So you're already down, you know, you're already down one side of the pitch. Yeah. Burn you Williams know, kind of on the other. And so um, I, I, just, I don't think it's yeah. – it's not the end of the world defensively because I think they're already – I mean, they're already a defensive team. So I just – I don't know that it – it doesn't kill them for sure. Okay. I, it just – it's going to make them set up in a – like in a place where they're just not – they're going to be – they're they're just going to be tough to break down. I mean that's just the way Brighton is. So, all right,
0: Brian, Let's move on to Everton.
1: DCL's foot. He's yeah. done
0: something to his foot.
1: Yeah, already. And this is this is the part that last week when we were talking about the, you know, you talk about the durability of Danny Ings. Did we say this already on this podcast? Did I already the say durability? this? Or was yeah, this, no, was we, this before? No,
0: before? we referenced Danny Ings' durability earlier tonight.
1: Okay, so I won't even say that then. Okay. yeah just to, just that all you know that that calvert lewin is uh is dealing with his own injury and they and we already know that they're not going to have Raharlesson to start uh the season yep, so it looks like as of as of right this minute it still looks it looks like they're not going to have uh that they're not going to have calvert Lewin for the weekend
0: wow. That's tough. That's a tough start. Uh, keep your eye on uh, who, who's playing Everton opening weekend. That uh, might be a defense that you might want to start. All right. Finishing out, two of the bigger names in fantasy Premier League football is Kevin huh, and Phil Foden, both out injured.
1: Both- yeah, both of those guys are not. I don't think they're able to come in. Uh, I think they're just taking it easy with them. At least that's the way Pep is talking about it. That they're just going to have to give it some time.
0: Okay, so it's nothing, nothing major with the, either of them. It's yeah, just... and
1: definitely with the, with KDB, it's it's you know we're not going, they're never going to do anything aggressive with him. I, it just seems like everything that they're going to do with him is just to make sure he's fully fit. If he gets, if there's any sort of issue with him at all, yeah, there's just those are two guys you're just not having, you're not starting with those guys. What that does for the how Pep lines up, I mean the, that's the big question. You know, you you talked about it last, you know, last week of Manchester City. Do you have, are you know, are you going for any of their players at all? And it seems like uh, I've seen it a lot more uh, in the last few days for sure. But uh, Rian Mares seems to be. I think everyone is assuming that Mares is going to be a safe pick for game week one. As safe as Manchester City players go, the fact you have to assume is scary and the yeah and the fact that there's you know that they are not going to have those uh, they're not going to have a few key people ready to go yeah. for the first couple at least the first couple game weeks it, it makes Marrez a little bit more of an attractive option yeah for sure
0: no it it scares me. I told you this earlier.
1: it terrifies me
0: at the moment. I have zero City players, I have zero Chelsea players in my lineup, and it's yep. terrifying me. And I cannot wait till I fall flat in my face because of this. But honestly, I just, I, I, yeah, there's a lot of good options. I just don't know exactly where to go unless Lukaku and or Kane moves around, and then I will be considering it. Brian, let's, let's briefly talk about our teams. I know no one really wants to care, but let's be honest, this is our last chance before... Uh, the weekend kicks off. If people want to have an idea of what we're doing, I'm going to tell you. I've been tinkering and tankering yep. with my team. At this moment, at this current moment, I have Trent Alexander-Arnold, Luke Shaw, Luka Dina, Daniel Amarty, and Matt Target
1: in my defense. I feel like that's a pretty good defense. And you're going to be playing a four-four-two. Probably. A four-three-three. It It might.
0: I probably will play a four-four-two. Okay. Although I have options everywhere. Okay. All right. Midfield is Muhammad Salah. Yep. Ken Ming Sun. Yep. Diego Joda.
1: Okay. James Ward-Prowse. Because you, you have to. Because I have Orange to. Orange triangle James Ward-Prowse. If right, it goes this is red. The, the second time that I wish Scott was here to clarify... <laughs> <laughs> that you have, a, you would have an out on an orange triangle, but I, I, apparently you do not.
0: I. <laughs> and then Emil Smith Rowe. Okay. So it will. I have a. You know, all those guys with I the plan
1: like, of benching Emil Smith Rowe. Not not week one. Oh, you are playing him. Oh, for sure. Okay. Against, against Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, okay. I believe
0: I am. Now it might completely backfire in my face, but I don't know, Brian. It's a good question. I'm going to look and maybe put it into the fantasy analyzer and see what happens. My strikers, Brian, Michael Antonio, yep. Danny Ings, and I had to go back to my boy, even though he hadn't been in my last three teams. I went back to James Tony.
1: Okay, now, Ivan Tony. It was
0: Ivan Tony, James Tony. Who is James Tony, the boxer? Ivan Tony. I went back to Ivan Tony. Yep. Mainly because of money, but I, I feel very confident that he. I'll bench him. I, he's not going to play against the the mighty Arsenal. I can't play him week one against Arsenal, I,
1: I can't root for him. No, and he he's he's ready. He'll be available. It's I think there was a question. Same thing, minor issue, but sounds he like he is. Be, ready. He'll be ready. Yeah, he, that's I, the I don't
0: know how he's not ready for week one.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that at all. I feel like the template has shifted a little bit up front because of the uh because of the Ollie Watkins Danny Ings news I think
0: Lukaku news Yeah the
1: injuries are the injuries mounting up for some of those other people Callum Wilson I think still I like I know plenty of people that are going to you know would go I for love him Callum but, I, Wilson. but I think the a I think Newcastle Newcastle starting uh have Newcastle being weird and just the lack of confidence around the way Newcastle kind of is going uh around the club, it seems like Callum Wilson is kind of being uh I mean he's 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 down there. Yeah. I, I mean on on the list of forwards, I mean as far as You have cur- about just ownership? Yeah, current current selections, I mean he's six point four percent selected. I mean that's he barely cracks the top fifteen of, of forwards right now. So anyway, uh no I can't argue with any of the any of the people that you said. Yeah, is there anything so did anything shift for you from last week? Like anything significant yes. where you were like, you know, I I was dead set on this, and now I'm absolutely not going to do that.
0: Joda, okay, so yeah, Joda, so you end up with Joda, Joda in your team. Uh, Harrison. Harrison was in my lineup. Harrison yeah. went out. Uh, Joda in. And then my, my defense, uh, Robertson left. Of course, Robertson. Shaw right. came in. That allowed me to turn Sufal so into Dina. And then, and then when I was able to get rid of – remember who else I had I think Ben White was in my team but when I went from like Ben White to Amarty, it allowed me to change someone else to Matt Target so right. there, there was just changing defensive play and I feel like my defense is better than it was um, Brighton Sanchez is my goalkeeper still okay so I don't have two goalkeepers Jed Steer is my backup but um, in previous pods you know I cover that so so no, I, yeah I, I feel like I kind of made some some moves this week I feel like my team's a little bit better yeah Tell me yours real quick.
1: Mine uh, changed a little bit, uh, yeah. So I did. I think in the defense, I think the the one name that I couldn't kind of get past uh, as I you know kind of weeded through arguments of who to have was Ben White. Um, you couldn't get off. I him. couldn't. I could not. I was. I didn't have him in last week. Okay. I couldn't avoid it. I think by the time I was done looking at it over the past like several days at okay. least. Just to say, even you know like. Game week one is a, an option, I think. In game week one, as sure. long as he, if, unless we find out for some reason he's not playing,
0: Arsenal's defensive record at
1: the end of last season was good. it's, yeah. be, it's better than you realized. Yeah, Arsenal was one of the stingiest defenses over the on course the, of the season. On the back end, especially yeah, and definitely the back at the end. back end of the season for sure. Uh, because of his price, you know, you're not using him anyway during Chelsea and Manchester City in game for, weeks two and three for sure. And then after that, we all we talked about it last week. Arsenal's schedule is fantastic after the international break. Uh so to me he seemed like uh he's a no brainer uh choice, I think. But um as of right now, I still have uh I still have TAA, I still have Reese James in there uh as as we're sitting here, but I could easily like it's that that's been flip flopping between Shaw and Dina and uh Yeah. And Sufal, yeah. uh, Sufal is the one guy that I ended up taking out because I to, like to make I moves did too, and I to, felt
0: horrible about it to
1: make moves elsewhere. Um, I ended up I ended up uh, making it a Marty uh, now with the news that he okay. you know probably he'll be in there, and then Veltman is my uh, other brightman. Veltman, Bright, I had Veltman, and
0: I sent him. At, he and Ben White got sent out for like Dina
1: target those guys. So. Sure, um, yeah, and I'm like again, you know, I my irrational love for Reese James aside there are multiple options especially at 5.5 and above uh honestly you know for, even for game week 1 if i could find an extra point 5 somewhere i wouldn't hate going up to Ben Chilwell for game week 1 i just think i just think the issue with for everyone with everything to do with chelsea is what we talked about they have a they have four not great matchups out of the first 6 game weeks yeah and so you know does does the news of Lukaku coming change the attacking prospects uh, in what look like on paper bad matchups in game weeks two, three, five, and six? You know what I mean? Like I, to me, I, you know, I think the question for everyone is going to be: How fast mm. do you get Lukaku in? Uh, and does it matter that they're playing? Manchester City, Liverpool. They're playing Arsenal. They're playing. You know, I know it's a stingy defense, but they play you. They play Arsenal. They play you guys in game week two. That's really a red matchup. It should be for Chelsea. Yeah, they're going to get beat. They might get stomped three nothing. Chelsea. Yeah, Arsenal's going to beat Chelsea three nothing. No, you heard I, it here I, first. I want that to happen, but right. I don't actually think it's going to happen. Anyway, uh, I still like the matchup, especially with a you know a potentially exposed. Uh, new manager crystal for palace sure. for for chelsea uh my midfield did change i uh, to make room for i i currently uh i went up to mares to go along with to go along with mane and sala i'm pretty settled on having sala and mane to start the season okay uh i just think i i want 3 liverpool yeah but I Of course, I could make that. Oh, you have I, it. I, I do, with it. TAA. Yeah, but Mane I'm saying, Salah, okay. uh, to me, um, I still, I just, for, there's something about it. There's something about Mane coming back in fresh. Uh, a massive differential for somebody who, in a down year, like we said last week, was still extremely good. Yeah. And playing Norwich team that's had one of the weirdest off-seasons uh, and coming in to face <laughs> um to start the season against Liverpool, yeah, seems sure. terrible. For sure, um, I went with Mares right now, currently over Havertz. Okay, um, I think the, I think for That's the first, a little shocking. Well, and, and I'm I, not, I don't,
0: I think he's nailed down. I feel like Havertz is more nailed down than Mares is.
1: Right, and so the question marks are are in different ways, but they're but they exist for Mares and for Havertz, and I think everything with Havertz is. Is Lukaku in right away? Does, Luke, does the Lukaku deal get done soon? If he comes in, does he start right away? And if so, how does that affect where um, Havertz is playing? So that was why for me, I was a little bit—I felt a little bit better about okay. Manchester City. Uh, Riyad Mahrez getting so many minutes in the in the pre like this preseason so far for Manchester City, and uh, feeling like he has one of the best chances of anyone. To start, Mason Greenwood still there, um, and then I had to go down all the way to uh, Billy Gilmore uh, to free up money for okay. Danny Ings, Mikael Antonio, and 4.5 striker.
0: You have four playable. Well, Billy Gilmore might might get some money. Yeah, Billy
1: Gilmore is a you know we'll um, there. I have no intention of playing him at any point ever, uh, and didn't want to spend more than 4.5 on the gotcha. midfielder. Okay. What well, something I know, like something I mentioned to you before the podcast started. Something that I don't see as a, I don't see it happening very much, just because I feel like I haven't seen of all the players and uh, forward that I've, uh, I've seen a lot of discussion about, mostly seven point five or eight pound strikers. But the strategy of having Vardy, uh, Jamie Vardy at ten and a half to start the season, um, something we you know we looked at it just before we started. Wolves at home, at West Ham, at Norwich mm. for Leicester's first three. Is there a more stable Leicester City player, at least for the start of the season, than Jamie Vardy?
0: Probably not. Probably not. I was thinking it might be Kelechi and Nacho, But, in, like I said, in the Community Shield, it was Harv and Iosey Perez getting the start up top with Vardy. Not... Kelechi and and who
1: scored their goal in the Community Shield? Enechov scored. Their right, goal. this it's a cr- the, we are in like it is a twilight zone for that guy. He cannot. <laughs> that guy cannot get out of it, and Good. I feel bad for him.
0: Good for him. I love that he came in and scored. I hope he's like, see Rogers, play me, start me. Yeah, for sure, Brian. I want to bring this up as we as we close this out. You brought this this point up that Ben Dennery had had mentioned that Calvin Phillips for uh, Leeds. Is not a hundred percent at the moment, and the reason why we bring this up is this: Leeds. There's a lot of people out there that probably own Leeds assets, whether it's Bamford, Rafinha, Harrison, you know,
1: Stuart Dallas for sure, Stuart
0: Dallas, Ma- and Luke, Luke Ayling. Maybe,
1: like, maybe the defense. Yeah, Luke Ayling for sure.
0: So, uh, all the point this podcast is going to make is this: Leeds United, without Calvin Phillips. Is like half of a team. They're lesser for sure. They, it, they, have, they are a lesser team when Calvin Phillips is not on the pitch. It's statistically proven. It's not just our ideas and, and, and opinions thrown on that. That is legit. That is real. Those stats are real. Calvin Phillips, when he is not on the pitch, the Leeds United Football Club struggles on the pitch. And um, so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I did have one or two leads in, in my tinkering and tankering. Now I don't have any. I don't love that. because I feel like I need to get a, a Bamford in my life somehow. But I can't fit it in. Yeah. I don't have enough money right now. I got I, I to I do that. this for a few months. So I got some extra monies to spend. Brian, do we need to cover anything else? or this is it. We, we covered our teams. We covered injuries. We covered signings. It's about all we got this week. This week is uh, this Friday. Yeah, you have mere days left to, to do anything about is this. It's the start of the season. I love it. I love that my club's involved in the first match. I know. It's awesome. It could easily propel me into an amazing weekend or a horrible weekend <laughs> all on Friday afternoon. Alexander
1: is- Lacazette is scoring a goal. That is certain. He seems like he wants to. It seems like the perfect way to start off a season with somebody who's not on any template anywhere. For sure. Scoring. Uh, already starting and probably getting scoring for the first three weeks of the season and then disappearing like he did last season. Off and on.
0: <laughs> probably exactly right. I love it. Great analysis. Well, listen, Brian, I'm not sure we could have covered uh, much more than we did. We may, Maybe we covered too much. Scott will let us know how we did as I'm sure he will listen back and watch this. And I'm sure as we're closing out, Brian, something will pop into your head that that we've missed and or skipped.
1: Lukaku in or out when he is available in FPL? Is he in immediately or are you waiting? I will wait until he is a nailed-down
0: starter. Okay. Because it might be a week before he comes in directly, so I'll wait that. What about you? I mean, the second he's listed as a price, is he
1: starting or what? I think that I, I, I can't imagine that he starts game week one, but if, there's, if he gets into trading and you know that he's starting in game week two, I think, the, I think the fixtures will will hold it off. Okay. All right, very
0: good. Well, listen, uh, I hope everyone uh, is ready, locked, and loaded. Catch Check our Instagram feed as Scott has been meticulously and working hard at updating his thoughts on each of the teams. Players need to be brought in. Please, please, please check that out. Uh, that is so worth it. And uh, he is putting in a lot of extra work on that as we are trying to get you ready for week one. I'm excited. I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident with my team. Uh, Brian, I think you are as well. Although the impending Lukaku signing could throw it all into craziness. But keep in mind, Joe Willock at a 6-0 will probably be there for Newcastle. Now, again, it's a late transfer Will he be ready for this weekend? I don't know. Probably not. So if Lukaku's not ready, maybe it won't matter. Wow. Season's here. It's like within two or three sleeps, Brian. And the season will be upon us. Um, This is going to be a blast. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.